welcome to Sex and Everything Else podcast. A podcast which teaches you about sex, relationships and different forms of sex and even how to be good at it. In today's episode, we have ourselves with Jay Booth. He is the host of the Ludiverse podcast. their education podcast seeking to dismantle the kink and the fetish communities with casual interviews they learn the real stories behind the taboo subjects polite society would rather keep hidden now let's hear their stories jay uh, your podcast ludiverse it talks about fetishes in the area around sex in the activities around sex how does it how do you find the conversations and how did this idea come to you actually of podcasts around sex fetishes well actually i was in a facebook chat group and a bunch of us were talking about different fetishes that we had and kinks mm-hmm. and there were there were a lot of questions being asked because um even those of us who thought we knew about them mm-hmm. uh we realized that we didn't know as much as we thought so we started talking it's like you know we should you know we can get a group together and start talking about these things so that we can all learn and i've wanted to do a podcast for a few years and i was like well we could just do a podcast and we can you know talk to everybody we can get you know people from all over on twitter and instagram and everything and they can ask us questions and we can answer them and we can interview people who actually know and everyone thought it was a good idea so i've been um i've been going through uh different facebook groups that are inf- that are involving people with kinks and fetishes and asking you know hey would you like to come on our show and talk about this and sometimes they say yes sometimes they're like no i'm not really comfortable talking about it and being recorded and that's fine uh, i've had to hide names for a couple of our guests mm-hmm. because they don't want people in their regular life to know what they do otherwise yeah. and that's that's all fine yeah but uh, there's um not as many people seem to be willing to talk about it in a public setting like like a podcast where many people can hear and that's part of what i'm trying to get through is it it needs to be more acceptable to talk about these things because just because somebody likes to have sex in a way that's not the way you like to have sex doesn't make it wrong it yeah. just makes it different exactly and when only when you explore new things and different things is when you will find the excitement in life otherwise where is excitement if you are doing the same thing over and over exactly um so it's just there's there's way too many things uh that are related to sex to limit yourself to just like the missionary position or just doggy style so if you can you know Get it's actually cliched out now. Uh, it's the cliched positions now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, even a lot of things that used to be considered taboo and kinky are becoming just normal everyday. Like oral sex used to be super taboo. It's like you don't do that in this good Christian household. But now okay. it's just like who who really doesn't do it anymore? So okay. 
it's just you know the the way society keeps evolving mm-hmm. there's um the, the things that have been taboo are stopping being taboo so if we can keep talking about it and make it a more common thing just like you know talk to your friends about what you're into maybe they're into it too maybe you guys can learn from each other maybe they're into yeah. something you're not it's 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 all a learning experience and i'm just trying to get it out there to start people on the road to learning and self discovery wow that's really great so uh how has your journey been till now um it's a little um it's a little harder getting started than i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. um i've had a few uh people that i know personally that have been um guests on the show uh, i've run into other people that have been guests uh, some have been like you know yeah i'll talk about this but i'm also into this so if you want me to come back i can talk about that and um it's just it's 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 fun learning that the things that you're into or the things that you've heard about other people are into are are a lot more common than a lot of people would like to think but it's just a matter of having the time like with my work schedule getting crazy because i work in healthcare wow and and during this whole pandemic thing especially in the united states mm-hmm. um it's put a real like strain on my work schedule i've had to work extra and and so finding time to schedule it and um my main co-host is in the army and she uh she was actually uh deployed in another country for a while so she was in a different time zone than me so trying to find time when the guest was available when i was available and when my co-host was available it really <laughs> became a hassle so i ended up picking up a couple more co-hosts that could help uh, with that but that their work schedules became conflicting and it's just scheduling is the worst part of the whole thing uh, i can agree so i'm over here in india and i have one more podcast it's called all things relationship podcast it talks about the romantic side of relationships so i in each, whenever i used to get to uh, guests from usa i always used to stay up till late or wake up early morning i've woken up at 4 am to get to a podcast recording i've stayed up till 3 to get to a podcast recording then all <laughs> Oh yeah, the middle of the night recordings are always fun. <laughs> yeah. And then you stay up extra late to edit it so that it could be put out on time and <laughs> ah, good old times. <laughs> I managed to get a person a freelancer for the job, but yeah. I still miss those times sometimes. Yeah, I'm not quite far enough along to have somebody editing for me, but eventually I'd like to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> ah, if you ever need someone to let me know, I'll connect you with my guy. I'll keep that in mind when I get to that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have actually you have thirteen episodes if I recall right. So I well yes yeah thirteen and then one that's just a little um like an announcement it's like it's like the show's not gone we're just having some trouble mm-hmm. and we will be back you know. I should have put something like that as well when I took a three week break. Yeah, it happens. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Jay, uh, on this topic, I wanted to know that uh, one of the fetishes 
are that I know of are voyeurism and display. That is something. Oh, yeah. That is something I'm not really, you know, getting my head around. That okay. Some people say that uh, watching porn is good. Some say that watching porn is really bad, especially when you are with your partner. And there are some people who say that their life is better because they watch porn together. Now these are really conflicting things, but apparently people are doing all three. Well. There, there's watching porn is it's it comes down to like your own personal views on things. Some people think that watching porn is bad. Some people think that watching porn is no big deal. Um, some people actually consider watching porn as cheating because you're you're involved in a sexual experience with somebody that's not your partner, and mm-hmm. it really just boils down to what you personally think about it um there are people who feel that their relationship is strengthened because they can sit down watch porn together and just enjoy it there are people who like to watch it so they can learn new things to try Mm -hmm. um there are people who um like they have fetishes that their partner doesn't really follow but doesn't judge them for but so they watch the porn so they can get that fulfillment. It's like, it's like I have a, a bondage fetish and my partner doesn't have a bondage fetish. So I'll have you know, a regular relationship with my partner, but I'll be able to watch bondage porn and get that, you know, get that thrill through that. But, you know, it's just, it's, it really all boils down to what you yourself think of it. Um, and like the voyeurism and exhibitionism is it's like there are people who get a thrill out of watching other people do pretty much anything there like you can find people that get a thrill out of watching somebody try on clothes but you know people that are getting a thrill watching people take a shower doing sexual things with themselves, doing sexual things with each other. Um, and then on the other side, there's people who, like, if they know that somebody's watching, that gives them a bit of a thrill. That's when you start getting into um, people that do cam shows online. It's, it's, it's like they're not doing it to have a partner, but they're doing it because they somehow get a thrill out of being watched. Somebody enjoying what they're doing and what they're showing without them having to do anything beyond what they would be doing anyway. Do you think this specific case is related with lack of self-esteem that uh, they are seeking acceptance of someone else that what they are doing is enjoyable? Um, Well, in some cases, um, there are some people who need validation from other people, Mm -hmm. but there are other people who are confident. It's like, I've, I've known people that are so confident in themselves that they'll just uh, like walk around their own house with guests over in almost nothing, like almost no clothes because it's like, it's my body. I'm proud of it. And if you want to look more power to you, but um, there are some people who have to use um, the, the, 
the sexuality of their bodies as a way to empower themselves. It's like, I, I have the power to create this reaction in the people around me. So I'm going to use that to feel good about myself. It's like, it's like if a, a, a beautiful woman or a man walks into a room and everybody that's attracted to that gender or that body type reacts in a positive way, then they're like, I created good feelings. That makes me feel good. So it's a, a lot of it bear, just boils down to personal preference and um, trying. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a matter of making sure that you're not making the people around you too uncomfortable because if like person A is totally comfortable with their body and walks around in, you know, just their undergarments, but person B is super uncomfortable with, you know, the human body being bare then that's not going to work out because they, they can't interact. They, they have to be in separate areas because one's going to be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Being in each other's agreeable uh, range is, uh, I guess what you are saying that, okay, yeah. this is a spot to, that's a sweet spot for both of us. So we can use this. Right. It's a, it's, it's a matter of consent. Right. So, uh, okay, Jay, in one of your episodes, you also mentioned about gender and sexuality, where you mentioned there are many other genders, like not just male and female. Right. Gen- gender um, science is revealing that gender is a spectrum. There are people who are, like, a- according to biological sex, mm-hmm. the genders a biological sex is more narrow. There's there's male, there's female, and then there's those who happen to be born with both sets of secondary sex organs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's their limit as far as biological sex. There's three. There's there's male, female, and intersex. Yeah, because uh, the biological markers are X X X Y and X X Y. That's all. Right. Yeah, but they've been doing a lot of more research as medical uh, science has expanded their abilities. Mm-hmm. And they, it's like transgender folks. They, know, they, they now know that um, if somebody is assigned male at birth um, and they get to a certain point and they're like, I really feel more comfortable being a, a woman than a man. And so they start identifying you know, as a woman, um, they've done scans on mental um, activity where their uh, their brain scans actually match their preferred gender. Uh, somebody assigned male at birth will have the brain activity of somebody that is classically uh, assigned as female and vice versa. And then like with the non-binary people, it's like, I don't, either gender doesn't apply to me, then their brain scans are completely different. Okay. So. Uh, and uh, what are the different sexualities that are there? Other than oh, that's... <laughs> the normal one. Oh, that is so sexual. Oh, there's, I mean, there's heterosexual, there's bisexual, there's... Um, Pansexual, which is um, attraction to basically, um, well, my my daughter's pansexual, and she just she describes it as a per, uh, as attraction to a personality. 
It doesn't matter what your gender is. It's it's an attraction to who they are inside and that's it. Um, There's omnisexual, which is, Hey, you have the same basic body shape, (laughs) you know, two arms, two legs and a head. I can be attracted to you. Okay. Uh, There's um, asexual is where like, they don't have a sexual attraction to anybody. It's like they, they will have sex, but they don't like look at somebody as like, Ooh, I want to have sex with them. They just, they, they'll have sex because they enjoy having sex. Okay, um, so lack of sexual tension, basically. I don't, I don't know about sexual tension so much, but it's like, um, I, I'm, I'm heterosexual. So I have an asexual attraction to females. Um, a heterosexual woman would have a sexual attraction to a fem- uh, to, to males. Asexuals are just like, yeah, okay, they're attractive, but I'm not, you know, the, the thoughts of, yeah, the thoughts them. of I need to get into that person's pants aren't really there. Okay. Um, um, there's, there's others that, um, I don't know if they, I don't really remember a lot of the names, there, but there's, there's a few other uh, sexualities and, and they keep expanding as people start thinking and classifying themselves. It's okay. like, I don't really fit into this. I don't really fit into that, but there's not really a name for what I do feel. So I'm going to talk to some other people. Oh, these people feel the same way I do. Let's come up with a name for it. And then they have a thing. Okay. Uh, I, I feel that it's somewhat far, far-fetched now that, uh, okay, I just want something very specific to me. Even if it's like 10% deviation, I won't be classified as that person at, in that group. I'll rather create my own group just because it's my new uh, difference. Well, some people are, it's like, I don't quite fit in with this, but it's close enough, so I'll go with that. That's That's a lot of where... The, the Q in yeah. LBGTQ is for queer. Okay. It's kind of a, a coverall term. Yeah. It's like, I'm not any of the others. I'm not lesbian, bi, I'm not gay, I'm not trans. But I'm, you know, close enough to some of those. So I'm just, I'm queer, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of a coverall until somebody can find a definition for themselves. There are people that have been unsure about themselves their whole lives that are even now in like their forties and fifties that are finally realizing, Oh, by the, you know, maybe I was asexual all this time, or maybe I really was bisexual or, you know, or, you know, there's, it's just, we spent so much time trying to put solid labels on things and not allowing any flexibility in that, that it's stunted the growth of humanity as a whole. I mean, it's not just in my country or your country. It's in like the whole world has been like, this is what this is. And now that it's changing, the world is changing to meet it. Yeah. Putting a label is like, we are not a produce of a factory that will change. We are humans. We are ever evolving every second. How can you label us into something very distinct and separate What's a classification or 
taxonomy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, on the topic of the general topic of your show, when it comes to just sex, mm -hmm. even that's changing. Yeah. Um, so, Jay, uh, as we come back to sex, what was your perception of sex when you were a teenager, when you have never had it, when you have never experienced it? Well, before I had sex, it was, well, in the area I grew up in, sex was a rite of passage. It's like, you're not, um, you haven't quite reached manhood until you've had sex or, you know, you're still just a prudish little girl until you've, until the women have had sex. And, and it's like growing up in like the nineties where they were just really getting into using sex as a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. It's like they started using more bikini models to sell hamburgers, mm -hmm. which made no sense. And, you know, they had, girls in lingerie trying to sell trucks mm -hmm. and it's like sex was everywhere. Yeah. And so you really couldn't get away from talking about sex, but mm -hmm. for the most part, nobody knew what sex was. Um, I, I knew the mechanics of sex because I had read books and I had seen uh, like movies and like every teenager has seen some form of pornography yeah and then you you build your ideas based on that and then yeah. you know when you actually get around to having sex you realize how much you don't know <laughs> and you end up like a lot of times you end up embarrassing yourself it's like yeah i know exactly what to do and then you get in there <laughs> and it's like i am completely lost <laughs> <laughs> what's what and what to do <laughs> it's like building an ikea furniture <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What was your first experience, if you're comfortable sharing? Um, actually, my first experience... If, if you're comfortable no, no, sharing. No, it's, it's fine. Um, my first experience, I was actually 20. Ooh, nice. Yeah, um, a lot of that wasn't voluntary. It was just how it happened. But... <laughs> I wish I had that experience. I'm 23, I had zero experience. A big zero. Ah, but, um, yeah, I was babysitting for um, a friend of mine because they went out to a bar and I couldn't go to the bar because I wasn't 21. <laughs> and, and so I was watching her kids and her sister was over with me. And uh, we actually were dating at the time. And um, kind of one thing happened to led to another and we ended up, you know, having sex on, you know, in the living room on the couch and. You know, it's, it's, like I said, if you get into that first time, and it's like, I'm not really sure what's going on. And then, you know, it's kind of over before you realize it. And you're just like, did, did that actually happen? So, but yeah, I ended up actually marrying her a couple months later. So. Congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're no longer married. We were together 14 years, but you know, it, it happens. I would love to take that story on the relationship podcast someday if you are comfortable. That's that's fine. You know, I can. I'm 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 pretty open book. I'm not really shy about talking about myself. 
the my my being on my podcast has really opened me up to being able to talk about things. Yeah, I can relate with that part. Um, my own podcast is also built around where I had bad experience. I'm sure others did too. Let's see how they dealt with it. So yeah. All right. So how did the perception change after that couch experience? Well, I spent like I until that happened. It was a simple thought of it was always in the back of my mind. It's like I want to have sex because everyone keeps talking about how good it is. <laughs> yeah. And then after I experienced it the first time myself, I was like, I really want to do that again because I know I can do better, and it did feel good. You know, it was it was less um, trying to match what everyone else told me, and more this really was an enjoyable experience that I want to experience again. And so, you know, it, it, it became less of a, like a goal of triumph. It's like, once I, once I reach this point, then everything will be great. And, and more of a, I've reached this point, but there was no, you know, like milestone hit in my life. It was just, I've reached another point where I've done this. I've experienced this. It was good. I'd like to experience it some more. Wow. Because this is something that I don't think I've heard ever from anyone before. That, okay, it's something, it's earlier I was running after that destination, but now I enjoyed the journey so much that I'll take it again. Absolutely. So, what are your views around the fetish thing after you have heard so many people, after you have been exposed to so many different ideas that I don't think a lot of people even know of? Well, it's like, I, I, I knew going into the whole thing that there were things that I was not into. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my most recent episodes, actually my most recent interview was talking about uh, what is called water sports, which is like e- urine play and sex, which I knew about it. I knew it was a thing. And I was like, it's not for me. Nah, I can't. But um, after talking talking about it, you start realizing that it's not quite, it's not, it's not quite as bad as a lot of people make it out to be, um, you start understanding more of, it's like, this is how these people see it as opposed to how I see it. And everybody has their own things that they're interested in, things that they're into, things that um, arouse them. And they, on the other side, they also have things that they have no interest in or things that will actually stop any arousal they have. Okay. It's like, you know, if you're involved in a sexual activity and you mention something that you're into that the other person really isn't into or absolutely is against, then you could actually completely end the entire sexual experience because they don't want to be involved with you anymore. At least until they get a chance to think about it and, so um, there's so much in the world that's hidden behind the label of taboo. 
so that when you find out about um, like furries are a fetish and a lot of people, if you say furry, they automatically think of people having sex in fursuits. Okay. But, but there are so many different parts of the furry fandom that have nothing to do with sex. And, you know, but, but everyone is like, um, BDSM. And there's another one that has many, many parts to it. They hear BDSM and a lot of people think, you know, people dressed in leather hanging from the ceiling by straps and getting hit with like riding crops and belts. And there's way more than that to the whole thing. So it's the, the kink and fetish lifestyle has lived under a very narrow view by society for so many years and now that people are more comfortable talking about it, it's widening that lens. So it's, it's like taking a picture on your phone and you have it in regular portrait view and you can take a picture of maybe like four people. But if you turn your phone sideways into um, a, a panoramic view, then you could fit maybe 15, 20 people in it. So you, right there, you've already widened that view, and that's just simply taking a photo. Um, if you yeah. can do the same thing to your mind, you know, open, just put your mind in panoramic view, and then you, you can get way more understanding of whatever it is you're trying to think about mm-hmm. instead of being narrowed by what society tells you is good and bad. Wow, okay. That's a really interesting perspective. And uh, certainly one that comes with a lot of experience of seeing different things. When you have been yeah. passed through that, uh, you know, what do I call it? Uh, barrier. When you're passed through the barrier is when you realize that there's something beyond the boundaries. Right. Before that, you're own well your own self is like your entire universe you haven't seen anything outside of it and it's difficult for you to even believe something else would exist because you haven't seen it ever exactly um it's it's um it's all about being willing to learn beyond what you see you know it's there's there's scientists that explain things that will like micro like um, atoms and neutrons and all these things that we'll never be able to see without specialized equipment, but it exists. And all you, all you need to do is, you know, talk to the right person or read the right book and then you can know all about it. And then, you know, when it comes to sex, sexuality, fetishes, you can do the exact same thing. You can talk to the right person, read the right book And then you can know more about the thing. And then if you want to know more, find another person, read another book. If you're not, if you don't want to learn any more about it, you you know, you've learned what you learn and you're done. Nobody's saying you have to learn all of this stuff. Exactly. So on interest basis, if you are interested in it, okay, I can invest some time. Whoever the other person is will say, okay, I'll invest some time because you want to. But I won't push you to learn something. I won't waste my time after someone who is not even interested or values it. Exactly. I mean, it's even um, like with your relationship podcast. If somebody 
wants to know more about dating, then you can have the information to tell them about dating. If they are only, if they're not interested in the dating part of it and only want to know like, how can I communicate better? Then you're not going to tell them about dating. You can tell them about the communicating part. It's simple. Thanks for sharing this wisdom and thanks for coming over. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, it, it caught me off guard when you asked me to be a guest on your show. I didn't realize I knew, I, you know, quite enough to, to be a, a guest, but I guess I had enough to talk about. <laughs> well, I've learned something over my experience with podcasts and people. Everyone have our experiences and you with the universe podcast. I know you would have more than enough experiences to have a couple of shows, not just one. And with the experience in healthcare, like you have also met a lot of people, some weird experiences oh, yeah. here as well. Yeah, if I, you, you hear some stories. I work at a nursing home. Wow. So uh, I, I deal with people in their 80s and 90s, and you hear some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have had some good stories uh, people when they get old they have this habit of sharing their stories so oh yeah must... <laughs> I wonder some weird fetish stories that you came across from what's it 20s 1920s uh, well so far I haven't had any stories like that but yeah <laughs> yeah you hear some things that just like yeah, I didn't need to hear that today but okay Thank you so much guys for listening to this podcast if you want to get featured on the show and talk about what is sex to you and your experience of it then dm us on instagram at sex and everything else make sure you subscribe and share the podcast as much as possible take care guys cheers